animals know how to harmonize and raise the vibration of the world. Ever wonder what your animals are trying to tell you? How to decipher those looks, barks, meows, and interesting behaviors? Join me as I share numerous animal communication encounters in some bizarre unfoldings. Jump into unique stories that will open your mind to the depths in which the animals that share our world are looking to connect. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Chatting with Chickens with me, Lindsay. I hope that you're all having a great day. I have to say, in sitting down to record today, especially after the experience I had for the last recording and how Phineas, our cat, showed up, I think he's now my new podcast director. As I'm getting ready to set up today and I'm doing my meditation and just taking some time to get grounded and centered, he's pawing at me (laughs) and being a little persistent, I guess you could say. I took a moment, took a breath, and just tuned in with him, and he just reminded me of something special to share on this episode that I wouldn't have thought of to share. So I'm sending him some thanks and some love. But it's been really cool the last few times to see how he is showing up to make sure I am on point for these episodes. All right. It will be interesting to see how today's episode goes, as for me, it's definitely a bit of a tearjerker, but it's a story that I can't help but share, as it's one of the most beautiful things I've had the chance to experience in my life and something that I'm beyond grateful for being able to be present for. And so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about our black sheep, Delilah, and her transitioning. And even as I say it, I tear up. So we'll we'll see how I do with this. Thankfully, you're only going to hear my voice. You won't be able to see me ugly cry. I'm not one of those people that pretty cry. Not at any point in my life have I ever been like a cute crier. <laughs> it's not fun. So Ellie May and Delilah. So Ellie May is our white sheep who is still with us. And Delilah was our black sheep who has transitioned. And although she has transitioned, I have to say she's a being that I can still really feel her energy around sometimes. It's interesting when beings transition because sometimes there's a bit of time where I can still connect to their energy and feel them around. And then there's other times where they just that connection stays longer or has become permanent, which is also really nice too. It's great to have guidance in different layers. And so these sheep were the first barnyard animals to come to our home, to come and 
enhance our property and live with us. And they were just oh, so adorable when they first came. And Dee was just spunky. She's just so cool. Both of them have very cosmic energy to them. It's something I've noticed with sheep and with goats. There's just a different vibration in the ones that I've been around, and it's super, super cool. But with Delilah and Ellie Mae, there'd be times when they would just be staring off like either into a certain part of the barn or up into the sky, and they'd both be looking at the same spot. But whatever they were looking at, I was not seeing what they were. But they have such a cool energy to sit and connect with and meditate with. But they also are so playful and affectionate and beautiful. They have been a wonderful addition to our farm family. A really cool story that Finn was reminding me to share before we started recording is at the first workshop that I ran, the first Animal Connections workshop, I had a dry erase board that I was using Originally, it had the schedule of the day on it, but then I ended up putting kind of like you could say animal spirit energy on it. And so if a certain animal was popping up a lot on a break, what I would do is take a moment and either grab one of my books that dives into the archetype of specific animals or the spirit or totem of specific animals, or I would go online, whatever I was feeling drawn to. And then I would just write out some pointers or some blurbs so then people could have a moment to sit and explore that and see how that resonates for them. The end of the Saturday was so funny. And my mom was with me, which was great because, again, it's one of those things that I'm seeing and she's seeing too. Delilah goes over to where this whiteboard is and she looks at it and then she looks at me and then she looks back at it. And I look at her and I'm like, oh, Delilah, do you think that we should be putting the energy of the sheep on there? And she walks over to me, looks up at me, and then walks back over and looks at the board. And my mom and I are just, (laughs) when you're paying attention, it's amazing how obvious animals can be for them sometimes. They must think we're a little slow. <laughs> to the game. But my mom and I were like, oh, that's so amazing. When we started the Sunday, the first animal totem that we looked at as a group was the animal totem for sheep. And I believe Ellie, me, and Delilah very much appreciated us jumping into that. The story that I'm going to share today is going to be about Delilah's transitioning, her passing on the farm. And I have to say, when I first got into energy medicine and working with people and their animals, the first thing I said was, I do not want to work with animals that are transitioning. Don't want to, have no desire to. That's just not an area where I want to go within my practice and what I do. And sure enough, after I said that, that year, I think I had six or seven animal transitionings that I went through with my clients. And I have to say, I'm so, so grateful to have had those experiences because it's an area in my life where I really needed to grow and expand. 
the one thing that we are certain of when we come into this world is that someday we will shift and transcend, however that looks. But as humans, some of us have a lot of resistance towards the cycle of life and towards transitioning. This can create a good amount of stress in our animals when it comes to that time. This is something I've witnessed a lot of. I actually, when I have the time, really want to dive into a workshop solely around animal transitioning just to help us humans learn how to grieve and process the transitioning of our beloved animals. And I understand that it's so difficult because often these beings fill a spot in our heart that nobody else has touched, that nobody else has been able to awaken or connect into. However, those beings don't want that connection to then imbalance you after they transition. They don't want their passing to wreck you, to bring forward a layer of sadness and grief that you don't overcome, that holds you back from shining your light. For me, and I'm going to say this is my belief, animals know how to harmonize and raise the vibration of the world. And so when we have these beings that we're so connected to, that are making us feel amazing, wonderful, loved, all of these beautiful things, they're raising our vibration. That's what some of them are here to do. And so if after they transcend, and like understandable, there's going to be a grieving process that you go through 100%. But if we get stuck within that cycle, we're not evolving, we're not moving on, and it's holding us back in life. And I truly feel if some of our animals could come back and talk to us, that's not what they would want. And so what can we do or what can I do or what can unfold to help humans with the cycle of life when it comes to the transitioning of our beloved ones? It's one of those things that within my practice, being able to work one-on-one with people during this time has been very fulfilling just to help continue that cycle, bring in that closure or bring in an awareness when that animal is ready to transcend, being able to open the lines of communication because especially us as humans, we can really overtake the burden of making that decision. And sometimes it gets drawn out or sometimes we hold on to a lot of guilt around it where having that opportunity to be in flow with the being you share your life with when it comes to that transition can just help with that grieving process. This share, the story really connects into that flow. So there was one evening where it was a beautiful evening, beautiful fall evening, where I was having a nice hot tub outside at the back of our property. And one of the things that I absolutely love about our hot tub is that when I'm in the hot tub, most of the time I can see the barnyard crew if they're in the pole barn or if they're in the front paddock. 
And so it's just relaxing in the hot tub and Delilah caught my awareness. And so I connected in with her. And as we were connecting in, she said to me, you might want to spend a little more time with me coming up. I just could feel it in my heart. Oh, this beautiful soul is going to be transitioning soon. And so I took a few slow breaths, took that in, thanked her for bringing that forward. Not going to lie, had a big cry and went and chatted with Alex about it. I would say probably three or four weeks after that, we started noticing some shifts in Delilah. She started eating less and less. She wasn't going out as much. She was laying down more. It was really beautiful, really magical to see the shift in the crew that lives with her while this was happening. As these phases started progressing, as she started staying in the pole barn more, so did they. They just wouldn't, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> they just wouldn't leave her side. But the beautiful thing with all of this is they weren't stressed. They weren't worried. They weren't fearful. They were just loving and supportive and just so in tune with the process of what was unfolding. Each day or every other day, I would connect in with Dee and just say, how are you doing? Do you need any help? So I try to connect in with my animals when it comes to their time of transitioning and hold space for how they want that to look whether they want to go on their own or whether they would like assistance and if they have any wishes for after they transition. If I'm really emotional during this time, I will phone a friend. I have some beautiful souls that also know how to connect to all beings and I'll reach out to them because if I'm not neutral or close to neutral, that's going to blur or get in the way of the information I'm receiving, or I just won't even be able to. As she was going through different stages, she just would very softly be like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm all right. Don't worry about me. I'm good. And then one day she asked if we could call the vet. And so I was like, okay. I called the vet and it was one of those moments where I don't, Normally, I'm trying to get better at it because people like to see pictures, especially now with doing the podcast, but I never have my phone with me in the barn because I feel it just takes away from the experience, right? You're not connecting to the full energy if you're worried about catching it on film or in a picture. It's something I'm just not good at, but I had my phone with me that day because I was waiting to get the call back from the vet on when they would be showing up. I'm just so happy I did because I was able to catch the most beautiful pictures of how these beings, this family in the farm, were showing up for each other. 
I'll share these photos on my Instagram, on my Facebook, because there's just such beauty and softness in each of them. And at different times, the donkeys would go up and connect in with her, and they'd drop their head right down. Emmy, for a bit, was laying right with her. It just was so beautiful and so loving. And all of those animals knew what was going on. And it helped me show up differently for that experience. (sighs) The vet came. And she was just so beautiful, so wonderful for all of the humans out there that know how to show up for these situations. Thank you so much. It just helps. She put Delilah to sleep first. And so as Delilah was starting to fall asleep, Ellie Mae came up and she just rested her head right on Delilah's. And then she walked back, and the rest of the girls watched, and they were so calm. She moved through with the transitioning, and we gave each of the ladies an opportunity to go up and see her before we decided to bury her. It was just one of those moments where I just didn't know how it was going to go for Ellie Mae, because these two were sisters. They came to our farm together. They journeyed through life together. They'd always been together. And I didn't know what Ellie May's capacity would be to detransitioning and then not being around. And my biggest fear was her not knowing and it causing additional stress. After they all had some time With Delilah, we took her out back, and one by one, they each followed us. And then we buried her in our back paddock, and they all watched. We took a few moments together. We gave a blessing and a crystal to Delilah. And then one by one, we all started walking back to the barn. Everybody came out, and then everybody came back. And once we came back into the pole barn, the one thing that was just, I think, helped with my grieving for Dee's transitioning was once we came back into the barn, all of the girls went over and just started eating. And so for those of you who have animals or no animals, If an animal is stressed out, they're not going to eat. And so we sat in the barn with the girls, and I have to say, the energy in there was just so loving and so calm and so beautiful. And to this day, it's, again, just an experience that I am so grateful that I was able to be a part of. It helped me see even more how out of balance we can be sometimes with that cycle of life and how in tune our animals can be with it when we aren't over interfering with it. Just remarkable. For anybody listening today, 
if this story has impacted you or if you walk around with that nervousness or fear or anxiety of your pet transitioning, take some time to find some stillness and see what support is out there for you, what evolving and learning and growing you can do so that when it comes to these transitionings of our beloved family members, animals, that there can be more grace within that process to help you move through it and to help you move on. Because those beautiful beings are with us for some really sacred and special reasons. But none of those reasons are to get in the way of us moving forward and connecting to all that we can be. And so much of that comes from the heart. So when we hold those charges in the heart, it gets in the way of us connecting into all that we can and all that we are. Yeah, and I know it's hard. Believe me, I know it's hard. But these beings are still able to support you even when they're out of physical form. Their energy is all around and it can even come back in different ways. So from my heart to yours today, listeners, thank you for joining me for this really sacred episode and for this vulnerable one for me. I think this is the most I've cried in an episode, but it's one of the greatest experiences and it's helped me so much along my path. Have a really great day. Here's our little disclaimer. Please know that these animal connections are coming in through my beliefs and filters. They're coming in through my consciousness. That they are not a diagnosis, or are they applicable to all animals? More simply put, these stories are meant to inspire individuals to dive deeper into the relationships with the animals in their world and all that they have to share with them. 